to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So how have you experienced God's presence? Now, while it is true that God is with us every moment of our lives, we can all recall specific instances when we felt his presence strongly. In our scripture readings today, we see God's presence in the storm and in the quiet. We've all experienced a time of stormy weather in our lives. We feel surrounded, overwhelmed. We feel alone. We feel ourselves sinking just as Peter did, and in desperation we cry out, Lord, save me. In our gospel reading, we find the disciples out on a boat amid a violent storm. Now keep in mind, some of them were fishermen, so they were accustomed to bad weather. But this one must have especially been strong as they were terrified. Jesus appears to them walking on the water, demonstrating his power over the situation. Peter, out of fear more than anything, begins to walk out toward him. But he realizes the strength of the wind, he sinks. And out of desperation, he calls out, Lord, save me. God is there for us in those times of storm when hope seems lost. Alcoholics refer to it as hitting rock bottom. First, you must recognize you need help and this realization tends to come at that point. But the next step is one must ask for help. 
And that is what Peter did. He sent a direct, urgent call to Jesus. Lord, save me. And Jesus saved him. There are other occasions in our lives. They include ending a long relationship, dealing with a debilitating disease, the death of a loved one, and the loss of a job, among others. The important thing to remember is God will answer us when we cry out from the midst of the storm, Lord, save us. In our first reading, we see a different encounter with God. Elijah does not experience God in the wind of a storm. He does not experience him in the earthquake, nor did he experience God in the fire. Rather, Elijah experienced him in the quiet, whispering sound. All of us have experienced God in the quiet, whether it was a walk in a park at dawn or in the stillness of a church. The experience of God in quiet is truly a gift. After all, when we experience God in the storm, we initiate that encounter by crying out to him. But the experience of God in the quiet is typically unexpected and unplanned. This is what makes it so powerful, the knowledge that this was at God's initiative. It is also in those quiet encounters when we can most clearly hear God speaking to us. Being quiet in our prayer means shutting off all the noise in our world. The spiritual masters refer to this as contemplation. It is those moments when we hear him more distinctly. The summer before I entered seminary, some of my closest experiences of God were those times when I would walk in silence, praying the rosary quietly in my head during my lunch hour away from my job. These gave God the space to communicate his will for me, to become one of his priests. In our world, quiet time is hard to get. We either stream music or have the TV on while we do our chores. Talk radio or music is playing while we drive. And when we exercise, we typically wear headphones attached to a smartphone or an MP3 player. So when is there time for God to talk to us? We must make a conscious effort to set aside that time during our day. Maybe it's rising earlier in the morning. Maybe it's going to bed later at night. But it is, maybe it is turning off the radio during that long commute. But it is important to give God that time some of his greatest works of conversion occur during those quiet times. An example of this is St. Augustine. St. Augustine one day was walking in a garden and he heard someone over the hedge 
reading a passage from Scripture aloud. And it was at that moment that he recognized all the evil he had committed, and he expressed his sorrow to God. He was forgiven, he was baptized, and later he was ordained a bishop. And his, all of the writings that he has done is still available to us and is required reading for formation in seminary. Thus, can God can use those quiet moments to show us how much he loves us and to show us how we have failed to live up to his love. We encounter that same Jesus every time we celebrate the Eucharist. We encounter the Jesus that walked on the waters of the Sea of Galilee. We encounter that Jesus who responded to Simon's call, Lord, save me. We encounter that Jesus who wants to have a conversation with us in our quiet prayer time. We know he will always be there in the storms of our lives, but he hopes that we will give him some of the quiet times as well so that he can speak his love, his mercy, and his will for us.